Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. So Cape Town City has been one of the clubs leading the way in getting their players to spread the message of uh, hope, encouragement, awareness during this 21-day nationwide lockdown due to COVID-19. We've seen and we've played some clips from some of their players. Tabo Nodada was one of those. The captain, Tamim Kiza, also the defender, Phyllis, also sent through his message there. And we are joined on the line by midfielder Mpo Makola. Mpo, good evening. Thank you for speaking to us on SAFM tonight. I hope you are well. Uh, good evening, Kamiso. Thank you for having me. Uh, yes, I am well. I hope you're also well. Thank you, Mpo. Yes, we're fine under the circumstances. How is this period for you as a footballer who's used to getting up early to go to training in the morning? Uh, it's been kind of difficult, but uh, it's like we have no choice. You know, We have to carry on doing the work even at home. So it hasn't been easy, but I've, I've just told myself that I have to do what I have to do to keep fit. And what kind of training are you doing on your own? Is it hard to push yourself? Do you have programs? Uh, we have a program from the team on what to do on a daily basis. But obviously, you just have to do your own stuff as well, you know. Uh, there's footage that I have, obviously, from uh, the internet. And obviously, that's the things that I do on a daily basis, you know. Yeah. But I also try to do extra stuff as well from my side. We spoke to Tyson on Monday and he was telling us that he's 50-50 about this break. He wants to go play, but it's also a chance to spend time with his family because he's been, he's been away. Does it also give you a chance maybe to help around the house and do a few things you couldn't do because of the hectic schedule of being a footballer? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, I'm away in Cape Town. I'm so far away from my family. And I've just had a newborn, you know. So it's, it's, it's a blessing in disguise for me as well just to, to be home, spend time with the family, you know. But at the same time, obviously we're on lockdown. It's not like we can really do much. Mm. Uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm 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 grateful for the time that we have now, just to spend it with the family. And as a footballer, I mean, as an influential person, what message do you have for South Africans out there during uh, this time? Uh, I think uh, during this time, it's just a time for everybody to reflect. You know, look at life in a different way, appreciate the little that we have. You know, because if you look at what's going on right now. I mean, even money cannot do anything, cannot change anything. You know, I think it's a time for us to just pray more, uh, meditate more, learn to do new things, especially indoors, you know, spend time with family. And like I said, just appreciate what we have, the little that we have, because you don't know how long we're going to have it for. Yeah. And is it also a time to reflect maybe on the season so far because it's been a tough one, a tricky one for Cape Town City sitting in 10th position at the moment. How do you look back at the 23 games so far? Yeah, obviously, uh, when I look back, it's like uh, we've made so many mistakes. We've come a long way, but it hasn't been an, an easy season for us. I mean, we had goals that we needed to achieve and the top priority was to win the league. And right now, you could say it's too far-fetched but like i said uh something that we just need to look forward to i think we need to look forward to the rest of the games if we are still going to play them and just to be in the top eight finishing the top eight bracket i mean like i said it wasn't easy but we, we just gotta keep moving forward and doing our best what would make a good season now if the season does resume and finish what would make a good campaign for cape town city Again? I'm saying uh, uh, if the season does resume, I mean, what will, where would you like to finish as Cape Town City, considering that you're not in the title race, of course? Yeah, like I said, uh, we would love to finish in a top eight bracket. Mm. 
And I mean, we have what, seven games left, I think. Yeah. Uh, just to win all the games. That's our number one priority if they leave soon. Do you think the team is now starting to adapt or get used to coach Jan Older Rickering and his way of playing? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, it was a slow start for him. I mean, uh, but I think we adjusted adjusted really well as a team. And you could tell from the past few games that we played, especially the ones that we played at home. I mean, from the four games that we played at home in Jan, I mean, five, we won four and and drew one. So I think everybody has just adapted really well to his style of play. What if he wants and his philosophy as well? How does he want you guys to play? Is it the IX way of playing because it's got that IX background? Uh, I think you could say it's a more Dutch way of playing. Mm. Um, moving the ball really quick, moving the ball, passing. You know, all he wants is just to pass and move, pass and move, pass and move. So it's not something difficult. It's not something that we're not really used to. So it's just that we needed to adjust, you know, because. Uh, it came so fast than it was in the second round of the season, you know. So I think his style of play is not really difficult and I think everybody's just adjusted really well to it. For those who are just joining our conversation, we are talking to Mpoma Kola, Cape Town City midfielder, uh, just catching up, finding out how he's doing during this nationwide uh, lockdown. It gives us a chance to reflect on the season so far. If you want to weigh in on the conversation, the number for voice notes is 61 4104107 for SMSs it's 41391 and if you uh, prefer to call I'll give you the number just now as soon as I remember it yes it's 0891104207 0891104207 you mentioned the slow start Mpo was it also maybe hard uh, after uh, coach Benny McCarthy left was it hard to adjust immediately after his departure um it wasn't really hard because I think after Benny coach Benny left there was Coach Vasili, which yeah. I think everybody was just used to. Because I remember immediately after Coach Benny left, the next game was Polokwane City. Mm. And Coach Vasili was like the caretaker coach. And we won five uh, in that game. So, and then obviously in the next following games, uh, the new coach arrived. We had to adapt to his new style of play and everything else. So, you could say a transition from Coach Benny to Coach Vasili for one game and then a new coach uh, we needed a bit of adjustment then and then and it, lo- it looked like it was a slow start but it really wasn't really a slow start it was just a mental thing to be honest and as players how did the team react to Benny McCarthy leaving because I know he was close to the players he was raving about you that he's bringing you to Cape Town City was it a tough one to take or as a professional player now you're used to these situations yeah obviously it was a tough one to take because uh, Coach Benny was a player's coach you know there was someone that used to joke around with the, with the players. When it was time to work, it was time to work. It was serious. And, you know, it was someone that you could speak to because uh, he was a father figure as well. You know, you could speak to about um, other things not relating to football as well. You know, I think everybody was really close with Coach Benny, even the technical team. So I think it was a really, really tough one to take, especially for me because I just arrived in the yeah. team and I thought I was going to have uh, I was going to create beautiful memories with them you know but it didn't happen like that so I needed to uh, dust myself and say look it's it's part of football it's part of the game and we really need to pull our socks up and move forward You also had some challenges uh, during uh, the season I mean how did you deal with being on the sideline before your ban was lifted? Obviously like I'm a very positive person and I think 
with the support system that I have, I mean, from my family, friends, and my teammates as well, it just kind of like made things easy for me because I went to training every day. I trained like I was going to play the following game and I didn't let anything distract me because I knew what happened and happened and it wasn't my intention to do what I did, you know, and I just kept praying and hoping that uh, the pain would be reduced soon. And the club really stood by you. I mean, the, the, the club boss, John Comitis, came out in the media. He backed you every single time he spoke. Did that also give you some encouragement that at least uh, the club is behind you here and uh, they're not letting you just deal with the matter alone? Yes, it really did. It really did help me mentally, you know. I mean, he, he came to the training ground every day. He spoke to me, said, listen, carry on doing your work. Just keep pushing and we'll keep pushing on our side as well because we need you to be back. And this, that, that motivated me, really. Okay. We've got a few voice notes that have come through from Pomakola on 061-4104-107. Let's go to those. Evening, the member Tulani from Milan. They have a great guy there in studio. I remember when Masu was playing at Pirates, they used to say that Makola can take a free kick with his eyes closed from the center. But now I don't see Makola taking those free kicks anymore. What's happening? What has happened to the magic foot? Thanks. Okay, thanks to Lani. He wants to know about the magic foot, Mpo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the magic foot is still there. Uh, I think maybe I haven't been practicing them a lot lately. Or oh, sometimes I do I do practice at times, but you know, sometimes uh, you get to a team where there's a set-piece specialist, you know. Mm. And in my case, I came to a team by this Chris David. He takes them, and then there's Ralani takes them as well. So I just needed to take a step back and then let them do their thing as well, you know. One of these days, I'll get one and I'll bang it in. <laughs> so there, there you have it, Tulani. One of these days, he's going to get one and he's going to make sure he puts it in the back of the net. And uh, overall, Lumpo, I mean, how do you look back at your career so far? Are you happy with how things have turned out for you, having been at Free State Stars, having been at Pirates also? Yeah, I think it's, it's been a fulfill, fulfilling career for me. But uh, that's, I would have had to have went overseas, but it never happened. But I'm so grateful that uh, I played for one of the biggest clubs in in South Africa, well, in Africa, you know, I think uh, it hasn't really been it hasn't really been a roller coaster ride of a career, but I think it's been a rather sweet one for me. Was it tough to leave Pirates, or was it time to leave because you didn't play much before you left? Uh, it was tough, but it was also a time to leave, you know, because I I, I played my best football at that club. You know, I created so many memories. I made friends even now. I still keep in touch with a lot of the people from the, you know, from the office staff, technical team, everybody, you know, uh, created so many beautiful memories with that team. So that was kind of like hard for me to leave the way I did. But also it was time for me to leave as well, you know, because I felt that at my age, I needed to get to get more game time, you know, because obviously I'm nearing the end of my career. So, yeah, it was a bittersweet one, but beautiful one as well. And what would you say uh, was your highlighted Pirates or your highlights? Uh, I think my highlighted Pirates was playing my first continental game 
uh, when I scored the free kick that took us to uh, oh, yeah. group stages to play against TP Mazembe. Yeah. And then playing in all those Kev finals, playing in all those finals with, Pir- with Pirates. I mean, I remember we played in probably seven or eight finals, even though we didn't win most of them. But I think those are just beautiful memories for me. You know, being at the club every season, fighting for a trophy every season. And knowing very well we're going to reach one final, one way or the other, I think that has been something that was, that was great for me. Okay. Because it kept me on my toes as well. Yes. And is is it the, was it the free kick against that team from the Seychelles? No, it was the free kick against uh, Zanaco at FNB Stadium. Oh, against Zanaco, not the one against Light Stars. I remember the one. Was, uh, behind against... the Kev Champions League in 2013. Ah. I think I actually yeah. do remember uh, 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 that game there. Uh, let's go to some of the voice notes there that have come through from Pomakola. Good evening to you and your guest. One question. Who would your guest prefer to win the league? Sundowns or Chiefs? Thank you. Hi, Tadiso. Tato um, from Tuagua. Uh, I want to ask Pomakola. Uh, um, I mean, how was life at uh, U2 by the time he was playing at UTFC and how did he got there? I want to ask him whether he was a student or he was just there uh, just uh, for playing football. And then, how was he? Uh, good evening, member. Uh, Iskabelo here from Pretoria. Please ask. Uh, your guest there what is it that he can teach or say to the up-and-coming soccer players especially following his incident with the referee what is it that he can advise to the up-and-coming soccer players or other soccer players in his profession Okay, thanks for that, Kabelo. I think we'll start from the bottom. Uh, Mpo, I think he's basically asking you on a personal load what did you learn from that incident that, that got you banned? Yeah, obviously, I learned that uh, you need to control your temper, you know, for the field of play. I mean, obviously, sport is, especially football, is an emotional game. But nobody's above football, nobody's above the law, you know. So you need to really control your temper and just step back, learn to say the reverend's decision is final, you know, and you can't change it. The other question was, do you have a preference on which team can win the league now? Does it matter to you? Um, to be honest with you, I would love Paris to win the league. Do you think it's still possible? It is still possible. I mean, there's still seven games to go. Okay. And you played for VUT. He wanted to know why were you playing for VUT? Were you a student at the time? Oh... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, actually, VUT, no, I, I just moved from Kaiser Chiefs when I went to VUT. Yeah. There was a coach from Alex, his name was Cesano Palla. He coaches vet development now. Yes, yes. Uh, he took me from Alex and he said to me, listen, let's go play in the Vodacom League for six months. Just so you don't stay at home and be frustrated and stuff like that. Because at the time, I decided that I was actually going to quit football and go back to school. Hmm. And... At VUT, I stayed there. I wasn't a student. I was just playing football for the Vodacom League team. And I think that's when uh, that 
year actually it changed a lot in in my football career because it just confirmed to me that I was actually going to take it serious. And if you had to go back to school, what would you have started? Uh, I think it was going to be between sports management and sound engineering. You you mentioned that you were at Kaiser Chiefs. Many people might not know that you were at Kaiser Chiefs Juniors. How long were you there for? And how do you look back at that time? Um, I was there from under thirteen, under fifteen, under seventeen, and just before under nineteen. That's when I left. Uh, I think it was a great it was a great time for me then. I mean, I played with a lot of good quality players. I remember Stabi Malati. Mm. I remember Taj Mava, so I played with Idu in the same team. Uh, there were so many talented players, and but most of them didn't make it. I think it was it was it was great great days there of football, of just uh, development football, and I had a a great time, especially under Coach Asim Zolling, the late Asim Zolling. I mean, he did a lot for me as a development player, and I'll forever be grateful for that. Did they release you or did you decide it was time to leave? Uh, it was time, decided it was time to leave. And, oh, do we have another voice note? Okay. Oh, okay, I thought we had another voice note there on 0614104107. You've mentioned Coach Sizama Pala is still doing a fantastic job with the Vets Juniors. They are under 17s and they are under 19s. Is it, would you say that's someone that was instrumental in your football or would you, who would you say was instrumental in your football and that played a big role when you were still trying to make it to the big leagues? Yeah, I think he was also one of the people that played a huge role uh, for me because, I mean, him... This was one Cosmos. He played for Jamal Cosmos. My money, Pierre, Brian Baloy, you know, all the guys from Alex, uh, former professional players from Alex. I think they they took their part in trying to help us to make it. And but then one of the people that really really played a huge role in my career has to be Jesus Quinto Oh yes, Jesus Without him uh, and Tapo Mabona, I don't think I would have been where I am today. Were you part of that academy of Jesse Quinn? Yes, I was. Oh, yes. I remember some good players came out of that academy. So how did you end up at Free State Stars then? Um, uh, playing for Jesse Queen's Academy, I remember this one time we played uh, at the Discovery Tournament or Tessitulu Tournament at oh. the Nike Center. And then we played a game. In that game, I scored three free kicks. And then one of the free kicks was disallowed because it was a bit late at night and the lights were not really that bright. And then not knowing that there was people for there were people from Free Stars at the time. I remember it was December and then back in Jan, uh, fast forward to Jan, just after one training session, Coach Jesse came to me and said, Yo, tomorrow you're going to the free state. He gave me taxi fare, said Go start to Bedlam. Someone is going to pick you up at the taxi link. I went there. The manager came to pick me up and he said to me, listen, you have a week to convince the coach to sign you. It's out of our hands. And when I got there, the coach was Steve Compella. Uh. After the first training session, he said, I'm signing you. And the rest has just been history. Incredible. And that Free State Stars team was special. The likes of Zima, Shaba, Tabo, Matlaba was there. What made that team so special or so good? I think 
uh, because nobody was a superstar at the time. You know, nobody thought uh, was better than anyone. No one thought was bigger than the team. And it was a bunch of hard workers as well. You know, I mean, Coach Steve is someone that uh, more than anything else uh, likes hardworking players more than talent, you know. So I think that that's just one of the things that made that team really, really special. And I mean, we worked really, really hard for one another. And finally, as we wrap up, Mpo, would you like to see the season resume? Most definitely, I would love to see the season resume. I mean, um, I'm tired of being at home right now, honestly speaking. It's not the same training at home and training out there in the field of play and kicking the ball, you know, having fun. Because, you know, when you're in the field of play, you forget about a lot of things. Mm. Yeah. And if you had to play behind closed doors, is that something you would do you would do as a player if the PSL had to come to a decision or suffer? Yeah, I mean, even if you play behind closed doors, uh, obviously it's not the same for the fans, not the same for us, but at least the viewers, the fans will be able to watch the games on TV, uh, which is still something for us and for everybody else. Okay, great. Mpo, thank you very much for speaking to us on SAFM tonight. We all miss football. We all hope that you guys can come back and uh, play uh, uh, football and that the season I can resume. But for now, uh, we all need to be responsible during this 21-day lockdown, like you said, and uh, make the most of it. Uh, thank you so much for having me and stay safe, everybody. Thanks, Mpo. Mpo Makola speaking to us on SAFM uh, Spot On. And we're going to, um, uh, well, it's eight, sorry, 8 o'clock, so we're going to have to leave it there, folks. We are back tomorrow. Uh, we'll be back between 6 and 7 p.m. It is Flashback Friday on SAFM Spot On. And 2007 Rugby World Cup winning coach Jake White will be our guest for the entire hour tomorrow between 6 and 7 as we he takes us through how he won that Rugby World Cup in 2008. And seven.